0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Verbal Garbage coming at you hot and live. Doing a solo episode on this beautiful Sunday morning, November 27th. For a big slate of football, you know, post-Turkey Day, post-Black Friday, pre-Cyber Monday. Uh, great time of the year, you know? Shout out to my, my boy, Matty Dolan. It's his birthday today. Shout out to him early in the morning. Say what's up. You know, for all those listening that have friends in other states and people you don't talk to as much anymore just just make sure you reach out to them once in a while i try to make sure i stay in touch with you know whether it be friends from new jersey or school or my previous jiu-jitsu gym just anything you know you 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 build a relationship with people and you want to make sure that they know that you care and you're checking up on them and you know little things like how was your week or something i know that can mean a lot to me to hear from a good friend so if if you put those out there better for everybody all around you know speaking of that I kind of want to I didn't really want to talk about it but kind of have to it's unavoidable Um, so obviously you know I'm staying with my brother right now going through all the the hurricane relief and everything like that and just trying to get back on our feet my parents are in Virginia and uh, you know I've been slowly getting back into jiu-jitsu after not doing it for about two two and a half months two months which is brutal I mean for any of you train you know what it's like. I mean, you miss one week and you feel like you've been out for months. So you could imagine what two months is feeling like. Um getting back a little bit quicker than expected, to be honest. I was able to do I think five roles this weekend at the open mat. So you know, we're just gonna continue to keep grinding. And the reason I brought this up is because the gym that I switched to has just got like the most amazing environment, the amazing culture. You feel so welcome there. Everybody's just having fun. Everybody's learning. Everybody's getting so good. And uh, you know, I have multiple people from the gym reach out to me during everything, which has meant so much. Made me feel so good. And just to know that people are out there that care. And you know, the coach of the gym. I'm not gonna say his name. I don't want to blow up the spot too much. But uh, just an extremely selfless man. I mean, this guy is pretty much allowing me to train right now pro bono because um, you know everything that I'm dealing with and I'm just getting back to work. and So he's giving me a home to train. And then on top of that, you know, they, they did a little fundraising effort and he gave me a check last week after, after I left the gym. And I, uh, I don't know that I'll ever be able to fully encapsulate my emotions and be able to explain them, but just know that, I mean, it just, it really, really touched me. It was just an amazing gesture that he did not have to do as someone who's also going through, you know, hurricane damage, he, he took the time to, to do something like that and to give me a, a sizable about sizable amount to help get back to my feet. And uh you know who you are. I, I appreciate you more than you'll ever know. And um you know the first day I ever went to Jiu Jitsu was because I saw this gentleman back in my uh you know, I'm still figuring shit out, but I was in a real estate class, just like everybody who moves from Florida or to Florida from New Jersey, you know, you think you're gonna be a realtor. So I, I went to that real estate class and I remember he was sitting in front of me, two rows in front of me, and I saw him watching Joe Rogan, and we just started a little conversation. You know, a month later, two months later, whatever the case may be, I walk into a jiu-jitsu gym, and he's the first guy I see. So, uh, definite friendship that I'm super grateful for. Uh, and anyone else that contributed and was involved in that. I really can't, can't express my gratitude enough. I'll never be able to. It was just something that, yeah, it's it's hard to even explain. So... Uh, like I said, over the weekend, you know, I did my, my two-part podcast with Franny. Uh, definitely go check that out. She's got a lot to say about cookies and Uber Eats. And um, just, it was a, a really great conversation. Her and I have dabbled a few times talking about the idea of doing a podcast together. You know, once a week, just talking about current events and life events and all that. And I just think the way her and I riff, not to mention we share the same name. So I think it will be pretty cool. But um. You know, obviously, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you got to sneeze. Pikachu! Ah, right, in this, right into the microphone. So, uh, yeah, th- Thanksgiving, you know, it's usually just a day of football. I'm not really, like, a big turkey fan, or I never really was. Not stuffing cranberry, all that kind of, that's just not my jam, you know. This year, we had a really low-key one. It was just me, Eva, who's Kurt's girlfriend, and Kurt, who's my brother, uh, just chilling, The three of us. She put together quite the spread, you know, very small because it was just three of us and we didn't want to go crazy on the leftovers, but everything that was made was, was top quality, top tier. And, uh, you know, we were eating by three o'clock, like by the time the dishes were done, everything, like, we were already watching the Cowboys game, the dishes were done, everything was, you know, looking back, I'll, I come from a, you know, sibs family of uh, five of us siblings, two parents, and we... Most of them got nieces and nephews and significant others. So we usually you know, I grew up with a pretty large Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that kind of stuff. But now you're in Florida, you're a little isolated from your family and uh down here with all these bad salt smoking motherfuckers and so yeah, it was it was a, a nice change of pace. Obviously I'd rather have been with my sisters and my parents, but wasn't in the cards this year, so we made the best of it. Um you know, the night before that, it's like known as the biggest drinking night of the year. Like, I think because I worked on Wednesday, obviously, no, I think like I got home around 536, um, went on a Peloton ride, made dinner and then watched Moneyball. So, you know, most people my age are out curating tail and ordering drinks and quite a, uh, building up quite a bar tab. Well, I'm a uh, I'm learning how to save money by watching Moneyball and put together a a roster to compete with the New York Yankees at their their salary cap that we can't match. So, great movie. Kind of pathetic. It took me so long to watch it, but I just thought that was funny. You know, growing up in, you know, New Jersey, it's such a big thing. The night before Thanksgiving, everybody goes out. But to me, I never really understood that. I, I hate small talk. I don't like these little conversational things. You know, how's the weather? How's school? All right, that's it. You know, what are you up to? That's it. So to, I mean, let's just paint like a personal hell for me right here to, to fill a room with people who I know that I don't talk to, you know, you you have friends and people you stay in touch touch with for a reason. And then there's other people that just, not to say that they're not your friends, but you just, you don't ever make time for them. So the last thing I would want to do is go to a bar with a couple of my buddies or whoever, and then run into a bunch of people that are acquaintances and you got to you know, pretend like you're excited to see, see them. And me though, to be honest, I, I do like, I love people. I love talking to people. So I, I'd still be excited, but you know, it's like when you're forced into small talk. So those, those bar nights, you know, I hope everyone was just safe and, you know, really took advantage of the ride sharing. Nowadays, I just find there's just no valid excuse for getting a DUI, you know, not to mention all the other people's lives you put in jeopardy and all that irresponsible decision-making, but, you know, you, you pay between twenty and fifty bucks to get an Uber ride home or something, and you can really bypass all that. You know, so I don't know. Just hope everyone had a good night. Hope everyone was safe. As far as the turkey, uh, you know, we even did the dispatch cop style, where you're, I think, you take the backbone out and smash it. It yielded a crazy cooking time. You know, I think it was done in two hours. Growing up, we would always my well, mom would put the turkey in at like ten a.m. or something. It wouldn't be done till five or six. So just everything was different, you know. Um, if the time ever comes where I have a little tribe of my own and I have to procure and curate a turkey for the family, I think it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. Um, you know, I don't do well with, like, rotisserie chickens and, like, the bone. it's funny because I talk about how I want to get into hunting and fishing and all this stuff. Here I am, like, getting a rotisserie chicken that's already dead and everything, and I still have trouble, like, picking through the bones and the lungs. So the turkeys... Yeah, they're kind of gross. I don't really look forward to cutting them up. Um, just kind of brings me back to my days of biology in like middle school. You know, sixth grade. I remember they brought a frog in. I ran out of classroom. Seventh grade, they brought a cat in. I threw up in the trash can. In eighth grade, I can't remember what it was, but I, I was never able to deal with the dissecting. You know, and going through middle school and high school, it was something we were faced with. Um, not my strong suit. So. My, my style would definitely be to get, like, a, a brisket or a giant pork butt and just smoke some pulled pork. And speaking of which, um, you know, we've made it very public news here that the hurricane hit the area that I live in. And, you know, with all the stuff that we lost, you just got to count your blessings and realize, you know, you still have your, your family, everyone's intact. My mom and I still have our vehicles, albeit a fucking shitty Kia, which I'm just – trust me, every time I drive it, guys, I just – I want out, but right now when you're pretty much just driving to work, driving to Jitsu, driving to get like groceries, and you know driving to golf, there's not really a, a huge need for me to trade it in. I just don't see the point, so I'm just going to keep banking the money, getting back on my feet, and then we'll look into the car next. But um, yeah, my smoker actually just took a shit over the weekend. You know, Thanksgiving morning we were getting ready to get the appetizers going around ten thirty in the morning. I figured let's get a little cream cheese in the smoker. Did the pepper jelly cream cheese smoked up, but the smoker had other plans. Got a you know preheated, got it upright right temp. Open the door, load the cream cheese in, and it just shuts off. Uh, haven't been able to juice it back up then, and it's um it's a big loss, you know. At least once or twice a week, I was using that smoker to do various things: veggies, fruits, meats, uh, you name it. Cream cheeses, queso and now I'm without it. So I'm going to probably be reaching out to a buddy or to a mine to cook me up some pork in the meantime while I'm going through, because, you know, the the issue is I'm staying at my brother's house and we've already pilfered so much stuff into here. And now, you know, I mentioned buying another smoker. He, he was not too keen on that idea. So we're backtracking, backtracking that. And, uh, I guess we'll wait. So it's going to be, going to be a long journey. Um, yeah. And then, you know, we go to go to black Friday after that. Um, just crazy what it used to be. You know, if you guys remember growing up, you'd hear about this, this crazy day leading up all year, right? People would be, you know, they eat the Thanksgiving dinner. They take a nap. This was a real thing in New Jersey, hundred percent. Like they would take a nap and they'd, they'd go camping out next, that night, next morning to, to ensure their spot, to be able to get that new 65 inch TV that they really wanted for a hundred dollars on. off. So I saw a meme yesterday. Tim Kennedy put it up. who's was an MMA fighter and it was pretty funny. It was like, um, Let's see if I can. now I'm not even gonna try to share screen right yet. But um, pretty much like showed like January, June, and then Black Friday. It would show like eight ninety nine in June, eight ninety nine the other whatever months I said, and then Black Friday they just show like the price that it was like two years ago and cross it off and give you the sale price. And if yeah, people are crazy, I mean, they will definitely act insane to get what they want. Um, I've never gone out on a Black Friday. I just, I've just, i had to work Black Fridays before in malls and such, and it was a – it was an absolute nightmare. So I've told myself, you know, ever since I saw that kind of stuff going on, just seeing how people would treat each other and react, man, working in those malls during, you know, November and December was hell. We would open for, like, an extra two hours. So instead of closing at 9, we would close at 11 p.m. Your boy was in there just slinging, you know, used video games, and I would have to deal with so many crackheads, and the the one big thing for this podcast we still haven't done yet is the origin story on Jeremy Warren. Uh, For those of you who don't know, back in my cashier days, and one day I'm literally just going to do a deep dive on this, and just literally the episode is just all going to be about him, but long story short, you know, I was working with my manager who was a knowledgeable guy, and we had this gentleman come up to the register and we were both helping other people out. Uh, gentleman had an issue with, I think it was his, his PlayStation portable, his PSP at the time. So long story short, he asked my manager for help. My manager kind of brushes him off, says he's busy, which he was. And, um, I, I was like the, I don't want to say the bro gamer cause I'm not, but compared to these guys, I was definitely the bro gamer on staff. Uh, just to give you an idea, like my manager's name was Raz. Um, it was after a video game character nickname, but I didn't know said video game. So I remember during my job interview, I was like, so like Raz, man, you, you must love raspberries. <laughs> and he's like, are you serious? I'm like, no, no, man. It's named after a bit. And I was like, all right. So I didn't think I was going to get hired, but I did. And, uh, you know, I was still friendly with everyone, but they would just play games that I never heard of and the anime and all these crazy things. So anyways, the customer tried to get help from Raz couldn't and then he looked at me and I didn't really know anything about PSP so I just kind of like brushed him off and just laughed um little do we know this was creating like the unabomber manifesto in in motion uh this this gentleman who was uh extremely deranged had a touch of mental illness I'm gonna guess not guess when you hear some of these clips down the road you'll 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 see he pretty much proceeded to go home and make the YouTube videos/slash rants, you know, podcasts or before podcasting. Uh, this was like circa 2000, 2009, 2011, somewhere around there. I uh, would we'll go home and make videos on YouTube, you know, threatening the employees of the store, recounting his whole experience. And <sighs> did this just make for some of the greatest theater known to man? I mean, me and my brother still have clips on our phones saved up of horrible things he would say or just funny. Th- I mean, it was insane. So I'm going to put together a compilation one day and we'll, we'll tell the whole story beginning to end. But um, pretty much like that's the kind of stuff you're dealing with on Black Friday. Just crazy retail experiences and people that are just out there to shove one person out of the way to get their deal. So <sighs> ever since Amazon's been a been a thing, you know, Black Friday's on Amazon. How do you, how do you compete with that? You know, you go on to, you go onto a website, you're getting the same deals. Now granted, you can't, grab them right there and have that instant gratification of having them in your hand walking out the store with them. But to avoid the lines, to avoid the people, I mean, come on, man. Is that really even a a discussion? So, um, yeah, Black Friday, you know, I definitely got a good amount of my Christmas shopping done on there. I still got a few people left to cover, but got some good deals. And, you know, it just kind of brought me to... uh, I'm going to share the screen here for a second because... I talk about Black Friday being dead, but, you know, not so fast, guys. The Mall of America in Minnesota still still churning away. So, uh, the mall where Black Friday refuses to die, right? So, just scrolling around here, looking at some pictures, reading the article. You know, you got the kids' pose. I mean, look at these fucking lines. Just get the fuck out of here. 30th Black Friday at the Mega Mall. 1992 is when they started this. You know, here we are. Uh, the first day, November 27, 1992, was a three-story monolith that was said to have had. And I'll shout out the the one time I'll shout out CNN. That's, uh, where the article's coming from here. But 170,000 people flopped to the monolith that day, which is just, I mean, the Twins and the Vikings used to play there, and then they made it into a mall. So, you know, people are still doing the thing. They're still shopping. They're still getting it done. Um, you know, one uh one manager here saying the Abercrombie and Fitch, which I can't believe people are still wearing Abercrombie and Fitch. Maybe this was like ten years ago, but by eleven a.m. we had already sold what we would sell on a normal weekend. So there you can tell that it's still you know a consumer driven day, and they'll keep hosting the sales. and people are going to keep coming out. You know why wouldn't you? So I don't know. I just saw a funny little thing. Where was it? Okay, so. On Friday morning, deals served as a primary lure for many of the Mall America early birds. Some who flopped to the mall on Thanksgiving Day to be one of the first 200 shoppers to receive a gift card and 4,000 shoppers to receive a scratch ticket offering mystery gifts and promotions. So, you know, not only are they uh, incentivizing showing up early now with, you know, first access to the goodies, but now you're getting, like, incentives as far as gift cards and scratch and sniffs. so... You know, I guess if we're gonna do it. It's not a not a bad way to go about, it. as you can see here in this picture. I mean, look at this. This is like five or six a.m. on Black Friday, guys. It's first in line were the Rands family from Rochester, Minnesota. The family of six arrived at 4 p.m. on Thursday and camped out overnight with, in quotes, tons of blankets. Yeah, and keep in mind this is Minnesota. This isn't like Florida where they're camping out overnight, 65 to 75 degrees. We're talking probably 20, 30, maybe even lower degrees. Crystal Rands, 40 years old. Grew up in Mississippi going out to Black Fridays with her mom and has carried on the tradition within her family. Online shopping may be convenient, she said, but I still like the rush of being around people. Well, Crystal, I hope you will never, you know, be at the hands of one of these crazy, aggressive Black Friday junkies and, you know, gets trampled or stampeded over or anything. Because you see it can happen. My thing is we can get the same deals online virtually and not have to deal with those kind of crazies. What are we doing? What are we, what are we doing Crystal? I mean, seriously, her family has socked away money throughout the year. So they and their four children could enjoy the experience. Newlyweds, Alex and Sierra Weber drove five hours from Illinois. Like, like now let's talk. I mean, the traffic at Thanksgiving is already so bad. So this, this family driving from Rockford, Illinois to Minneapolis, Minnesota to go black Friday show. I mean, I salute, you know, maybe it's a fun little, they're newlyweds, maybe it's a fun little bonding experience for them, and uh, speaking of which, I gotta gotta cover my last topic, as shameful as it may be, it'll be fun, um, yeah, so I don't know, it's just, we we find what we find, and if we don't find anything, we eat food and enjoy the attractions, Alex Weber, so uh, a six hour drive to enjoy the attractions, cool man. Further down the line, Jordan Zabel, 28, and cousin Mandy shouts. pop that other Eskimo quickfish pop-up ice fishing shelter where they play card games and watch Wednesday on Netflix. Christmas this year will be a bit pared down from past holiday shopping seasons. I'm definitely spending less on what I can," Schultz said. So, I mean, I'm just trying to show you guys. I, I thought Black Friday was dead. You know, I was Googling Black Friday and uh. There's one more where it refuses to die. So shout out to all those patrons, all those shoppers. Um, you know, they were getting there at 1.45 a.m. So I I hope that people on the receiving end of the gifts that you're getting are really, really appreciative of what you guys went through because that's uh, that's no small task, you know, no small fee. So, you know, the Black Friday, I'm just trying to make sure I got all other, uh, my other topics I don't want to forget about. Black Friday. Yeah, I mean. if if that's what you're gonna do great if if you'd rather be like me and just go on amazon get your reward points and have a peaceful day great so i went golfing here today just driving range for about two hours just hit two giant bucket of balls it was really uh putting putting onus on the three and the forward that day you know really just when you're golfing i find chipping and Putting are the most common things, but you only really get one tee shot, especially when you're learning at my level with the smaller small courses. So I really was uh getting the big boys out and swinging, getting some really good shots. And you know, at one point, it was a pretty busy day. It was a uh, day before Thanksgiving. No, this was this was Black Friday during the day. Um, so at one point, it's like a few of us are there. You know, we got a few people in the end. Uh, a dad and his daughter. The dad is a uh, Definitely a a pretty experienced golfer. He knows what he's doing. And there's a golf course, Karen, you know, coming to the forefront. There's these three ladies on a golf cart. They're going up the path. And, you know, there's the driving range grass. One of the ladies hit a pretty wonky tee shot. So it came over onto the driving range area. And, you know, the guy that I'm next to is just, you know, doing his little chips, just swinging every shot going to the same exact spot. You know, just perfect. And some lady gets out of the golf cart, like kind of running, not running towards him, but walking, approaching towards him. And she, hey, you can't be shooting right now. There's people on there. And he just kind of laughs and like makes a smile. Was like, oh. And you know, respectfully, he just stopped. But I'm sitting there thinking, man, with the nerve of you, lady, like you make a bad shot and then you're interfering with someone else who's paying money to make him stop. Now, granted, like if I see someone coming far into the driving range grass, I'll stop just out of respect. But if you're going to like, it, there's just way it's always how you say it. it's not how you say it. no it's not what you say it's how you say it right and she just came off in a very aggressive confrontational manner it was just like my brother was saying she's definitely got the alpha energy on the golf course she was walking around like she owned every blade of grass and every tee and every ball was hers so i watched her i watched her approach it wasn't great um you know for someone who's only been golfing about five times i think i could have uh put in karen in her place got my throughput out, got a nice little tee shot, seven iron, you know, but, um, I don't know, just, it really makes me cringe when I see people out in public like that, just acting like whatever they have is their, like, it's a public course and they're acting like it's their domain, so hope you did well, lady, hope everything was okay, but, um, next time, you know, gauge the skill of the people you're talking to, don't just start spouting off at someone who knows what he's doing, he's probably, uh, probably a member of the golf course and probably knows the ins and outs a little bit better than you, right? So, um, get to two more uh, current events I wanted to bring up, albeit, you know, these might be a little bit controversial, but, hey man, what do we do this for, right? So, while my really shitty, you know, I should have been on Black Friday you getting a laptop, but I wasn't. um, So, we have a uh, a really badly judged tweet, if you would say, No, uh, a tweet that was fired out without much thinking by whoever was the operator. Let's just say that in a in a nice tone. Um, now, before I get into this, I'm not like condoning the tweet. Uh, let me mute this. Sorry, everybody. Uh, definitely not condoning the tweet. I just saw it and I thought it was kind of funny. Just consider, like, if it was just from like a random bro on Twitter, it, no one would have cared. But the fact that it's from a a woman's hygiene product um, definitely made this a little bit more of a uh, a dicey issue, right? So, for those of you out there, um, more on Fox Business. So we have one article from CNN, one article from Fox. Uh, Do with that what you will. But um, Tampax. The, uh, the popular tampon brand company has been accused of sexualizing women after posting a controversial tweet that went viral and led to calls for a boycott of the company. So, yeah, Tampax is in some hot water right now. And we can only imagine that this was a a goofy incel like myself who was, um, you know, somehow granted the reins of Twitter's or, uh, Tampax's Twitter account. But they sent out something without a. Uh, that much law process behind it, in my opinion. And I quote, you are in their DMs. We are in them. We are not the same. Um, yeah, just uh poor taste. Now, did I laugh when I first saw it? Sure, I did. But the more you think about it, you know, this is this is like a I don't know, a sanitary hygiene brand that's gotta be worrying about their customer base and you know, here they are saying something that, and you know, like the other thing you got to take into account is there, there's old ladies going through this. There's, there's preteen girl. I mean, it's just like, it's just not, not a good look. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're like the, uh, the flagship company when it comes to, to these devices, but you know, there's a, there's a strong stream of boycotters out there trying to, trying to make this a thing. So it's, uh, You know, it was a uh, parodied from a popular meme, which is sliding into the DMs. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I, I mean, I thought it was funny, but the more I read, I'm like, it's just kind of gross. You know, it's just disgusting. And Tampax, which says that it is committed to making period conversation as normal as periods, so we can all feel educated, empowered, and limitless, limitless every day of the month. Followed it with another post, resharing the initial tweet and how explaining how they refused a Twitter shutdown before we shared this tweet. Uh, while some were baffled by the tweets, finding it creepy and gross, like I did, others felt it sexualized periods, which is all right. That's enough of this one. You know, I thought this was going to be a little bit funnier, but it's not. Uh... In poor taste. You're in their DMs, we we're in them, we we're not the same. Pretty disgusting. Pretty funny at first, but when you think about it, not so funny. So next story. Um, Balenciaga guys. I don't know. I mean, I can't afford Balenciaga, so this isn't really bothering me as far as, like, you know, boycotting the clothing company, but, boy, do we have a, do we have an issue here, so, Balenciaga apologized for a photo shoot that included kids holding bears in BDSM gear, and people are not having it, so, you know, I don't want to get too controversial here, but, you know, there's this whole thing now with, uh, you know, trans people having, like, these, these drag shows, and having kids be involved, and, like, the kids are putting money in the waistbands, I'm not against trans in any regard, truly. Um, But the minute you're going to start indoctrinating children and trying to alter their beliefs and like, just let kids be kids and let them discover themselves, let them figure stuff out. But to have a six year old watching this stuff, it, it really bothers me to my core. So, um, I mean, you can see the sweet little boy here, this sweet little redhead, and I just have a nephew with red hair. So, I mean, this could have been him, guys. This could have been my nephew holding this BDSM there. So, obviously, you see the picture there on the screen sharing. Um, just just terrible. Um, let's, let's read a little bit of this article. So, the French, and this is from BuzzFeed News. Uh, French luxury brand Balenciaga apologizing for, apologized for its advertising campaign to show two young children posing with bears wearing BDSM-style harnesses featured court documents that mention virtual child porn, which I agree. This is just despicable. We sincerely apologize for any offense in our holiday campaign. God, I can't fuck. Our holiday campaign. Man, reading on camera is a whole different dynamic. We sincerely apologize for any offense our holiday campaign may have caused. Our plush bear bags should have not been featured with children in this campaign. Yeah. No shit. How about like grown model and like look at these fucking this is just oh my god so I don't know if this was on Valenciaga or if they hired like a, a photographer and this was his idea but like look at this young girl what is she five years old what the fuck was going through your guys' mind and maybe it's because you're a French company and I'm an American company I don't know if this was on French soil or US soil but this is like I just had a real problem with the store when I saw this. I'm like, here we go again, you know, trying to force kids into things that they don't know anything about. You know, they're holding this, this bear. That... Ay, ay, ay. So, I don't know. Let's just... I'm trying to scroll down here to get a little more into the article, but... Not really working out. All right, well... Anyways... Um, you know... As much as I don't want to bring up this next topic, I feel like it's uh it's good for the show, right? So I hope I uh, hope you guys listen to all the episodes. Obviously, I know some people tend to enjoy the guest ones a little bit more than the solo or vice versa, but um you know, Franny was on there and I, I talked about recently, you know, dipping my my toe into the online dating world, which is um it sucks, it's shocking, it's terrifying, it's it's gross. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're dreading, you're running into someone on there that you know in real life, but you know, you go, you get some matches, you don't blah, blah, blah. So i was on the uh, the dreaded Tinder, right. And some exotic Spanish looking girl around my age popped up. Cool. Click like, you know, and right away. I was like, match, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how this like, this is like the first time I've been doing it. So I don't know how this works, but I figured it'd be a new fun little wrinkle for the show. <laughs> if nothing else, you know, Helpless Romantic goes on and recaps the stories for the listeners. Not, not a bad theme. So, yeah, I pretty much go on, math with her, and messages me, which I thought was kind of cool. I didn't have to worry about a shitty, cheesy opening line, which I guarantee would have been the case. And then, you know, we're going back and forth, blah, 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 just talking little things, and then and you know, all of a sudden, I get this, like, paragraph about Trying to be upfront with everything, and <laughs> now being the hopeless romantic that I am, you know, right away I was like, "Oh my god, like this is this is going great," you know. Um, we have similar interests, you know. I confirmed that she was real, which is cool. <laughs> Don't have to get man uh, catfished or nothing, but um, so pretty much, yeah. She she comes at me with this whole thing about you know, being a cam girl and meeting over cam. And I'm like, why not just FaceTime? Pretty much come to learn that like, you know, she's, she's doing like $60 for these cam shoots. And I'm like, well, can I just like take you out to eat and spend more than $60 on you? And she you? She's hit to it. It's like, well, how well, I know you're any different from other men if you just want to skip. And I was like, all right, this definitely seemed way too good to be true. So, um, yeah, you know, we, uh, we both agreed that I'm not really the cam type. So uh, it's a hard no for me. Um, I'm not going to say she didn't take it well because she I'm sure she doesn't care. She's on to the next victim trying to get him on the camera for 60 bucks. So pretty much she was like, I have toys, I have outfits where we can just talk. I'm like, so like t- 60 hour FaceTime. Cool. No thanks. Um, <laughs> so not a great start for your boy on the uh, the dating app. This is just like, do I delete? What do we do? So, no, we won't because I think this is going to, like I said, maybe a new segment each week, just kind of recap what's going on in there. Um, I did have the wherewithal to go back and message this young lady and ask her to be a, an, a, a podcast guest, obviously, because um, just curious about the dynamics of a cam girl, you know, uh, how you find your prospects, how you make your money. Like, if I got on – is it a zoom call? And then you have like a, a POS in the background where like I manually enter in my credit card or like, there's just so many questions I would have. So I'm really hoping that she's going to get back to me and we can, uh, we can look past our failed romance and look into the life of a cam girl. So rest assured, we got some big things coming. I know, um, it's going to be some entertaining stories to come out of that. I mean, that's the first one I got virtually getting catfished by a cam girl. So, uh, might be hard to top from there, but we're gonna try. Last night, I also uh, made a guest appearance on another episode called Swamp Talk. Uh, just three swampy gentlemen that just drink beers, smoke weed, and have fun. Just bullshit and talking about random stories. So that episode's gonna be out, I think, December 9th. So uh, check that one out, Swamp Talk. Your boy was on there, just mixing up with some some swampies. Other than that, you know, this this week coming up, we got obviously a full slate of football games on Sunday the birds on Sunday night football. And then um, Saturday, big day, going to the UFC in Orlando. Huge, huge fight night card. Uh, obviously, I'm going to support my boy Nico Price. But even if he wasn't on there, you know, to be honest, I'm at the point now where any UFCs that come to Florida, like, I'm, I'm in. There's a uh, if – you're, if you're an MMA fan or even if you're not, uh, I really would recommend trying to get into it because, you know, I've been to pretty much – a vast majority of the live sports you can go to see in person. Um, you can you can take my word for it, guys. There, there's really nothing better to see in person than a live MMA fight. And I haven't even seen ones, you know, with the high-stake pay-per-view, the title fights, all that kind of stuff. I haven't even seen anything like that, so I can't imagine the stakes when you get to that level. But, um, yeah, for my, my MMA fans out there, we got, we got a stacked fight night card. You know, the one thing that stinks is – when they went over to uh from FS1 to ESPN, the, the cards seemed to be coming on a lot earlier, which was great. Um, you know, the prelims would be at four, the main cards at seven. I know Kurt and I went to Philly, which is you know, I'm wearing a shirt right now. The Edson Barbosa Justin Gaethje fight. I think the prelims started at four, the main cards started at seven, so the fights were over by like nine thirty. That was incredible. Um, not so lucky this time around, guys. The uh the cards in Orlando, so about three hour drive. And I don't think the prelims start till 6.30 or 7 o'clock at night. Uh, let's see what the early prelims are. 7 p.m., which means the main card's at 10 o'clock, which means the main card's going to be over around 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, which means we'll be driving home that night, which means we'll be getting home around 4 a.m. Um, definitely going to suck, but it is what it is. It's going to be worth it. So, I mean, the first fight, strawweight bout, you know, we're going to get there. Nice and early, I'll be there for every single fight because that's just how you got to do it. Uh, we got Mexico versus Brazil. I'm going to take Nunez in that one. I'm going to just kind of go through all the picks real quick, and that's how I'll end the episode. Marcela Rojo versus Francis Marshall. Um, seen Rojo fight before, haven't seen Marshall, but we're going with the American, Marshall. Gennaro Valdez versus Nathan Levy. Israel versus Mexico. I'm going to go Israel because Nathan's got a weird-looking haircut that looks a little intimidating. Uh, next, we got a battle of the dime pieces. Tracy Cortez, the girlfriend of Brian Ortega, battling, mm-hmm. battling uh, one of my big UFC crushes, Amanda Ebos. Uh, now, I'm going to go Ebos in this fight. She's had a little bit of a strong, tough go of late, but I think she's definitely the more talented fighter. Uh, Darren the Damage Elkins versus Jonathan Pierce. This one's going to be a banger. I got Darren Elkins. Michael Johnson, Mark Giacchese, another incredible fight. Two guys that just never fail to let their hands go. Uh, I'm going to go Michael Johnson in that. Clay Guida, baby, another guy. So I got two two fighters that frequent my jiu-jitsu gym pretty regularly. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty friendly with Clay's brother, Jason. But Clay's on the card against Scott Holtzman. Definitely not picking against the Carpenter. Angela Hill versus Emily Ducotti. I'm going to go Angela Hill. Uh, the People's Main Event, last fight of the prelims. We got the Florida native, the Cape Coral boy himself, Nico, the hybrid price, taking on Philly Rowe. Uh, I like Rowe, good fighter, uh, well-versed, all-around good fighter, but come on, man, it's my fucking boy you're going against, no chance. Kicking off the main card at 10 o'clock, you know, we'll have the, the Bob O'Reilly going on in the background, I just I fucking can't wait. Eric Anders for Kyle's Dawkus. Uh I've told the story about Eric Anders Trying to quiet me down when I was giving him some hype at the uh, Tampa card. So, I'm out on Eric Anders. Kyle Douglas is from Philly. Let's go. Brunson and Hermanson, unfortunately, uh, this fight got scrapped. You knew it was going to be at least one. So, that's no longer on the card. Real bummer. Two top ten middleweights who have both been at the top of the level. So, for a while, I would have been really excited to see that. Tai Tuivasa, the the Australian man who does the shoeies, which we talked about before. Taking beer, spitting in the shoe. Um, and chugging the beer. Super disgusting, but but I want to see that in person. He's going against Sergey Pavlovich. I'm going for Tuivasa simply because I want to see the Shui. Matt Chanel versus Mateus Nikolau. Going with Matt it's a fucking beast. He's had some amazing performances. I remember he's fighting that guy Sumaderji and uh, he was getting the fuck beat out of him. Then he ended up triangling him and beating him in the last minute. A crazy comeback. Uh, Rafael Desandros, guy that I've been watching since I got an MMA. He's Pretty much fought the who's who. He's got a crazy resume of opponents going against Brian Barbarina. A little bit more of a new and up-and-coming guy. He's been around for a while, but doesn't have the name that RDA has. So this is like uh, one of those gatekeeper fights where, you know, you got the big-name guy going against not-as-big-name guy, and Barbarina's trying to make a name for himself by beating up on the older statesman. So uh, finish it off, Kevin Holland, gentleman who just uh, took a fight against one of the uh, the hardest guys to fight in the UFC, Hamzat Shumayev, got a huge payday talked about retiring and then within a week announced another main event fight. So I love Kevin Holland, one of my favorite fighters, but he happens to be going against like MMA royalty for me, top five. You know, you got Wonderboy Thompson, you got Nico, you got Poirier, Max Holloway, maybe. I mean, the list is short and Wonder Boy's up there. So can't wait to get to Orlando this weekend. It's going to be me my dad, my brother and his girlfriend. Uh, Praying to God that they have Dippin' Dots you know, you just can't go so long without dipping up before you start forget what it tastes like, so yeah, uh, another solo episode in the books, like I said, um, make sure you check out that Swamp Talk podcast episode that I was on, I think it'll be out December 9th, I'll share a link when uh, that comes about, but just trying, guys, I'm using this impromptu little backdrop right now to record what I can, when I can, so keep supporting me, uh, let's keep getting the episodes coming out, and Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. Everybody have a great week, and uh, I'll be sure to maybe next week I'll do another Sunday episode, just kind of recapping the UFC if I have any fucking sleep. That's going to be a rough one, so. um, Hope you guys got some good Christmas deals done, Christmas shopping out of the way, and I look forward to some more horror stories on the online dating world next week. So until then, peace, marble Garbage, out.